Well, good afternoon and welcome to Real People OC. I'm your host, Kimberly Martin, and we air each and every Thursdays from 4 to 5 on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And we are always streaming on the web at KUCI.org. And you can always reach us via podcast by going to KUCI.org. Click on the archives button and that'll take you to all of our shows where you can listen to our podcasts any time of the day or night. So today's show promises to wow you. We're going to take a trip down to Huntington Beach to visit the wetlands. And here in the studio with me today is Executive Director of the Bolsa Chica Conservancy, Grace Adams, and proud sponsor representative, Simple Green. They are Huntington Beach's very own environmentally conscious green or green cleaner. Um, They've been in Huntington for over 40 years, Simple Green. And they donated a van to create a traveling show for students and the general public. So a little bit about the WOW van is it's going to house a touch tank, two aquariums that showcase marine life in local wetlands along with interactive stations that explore the wonders of saltwater marshes like Bolsa Chica. So a little bit about the Bolsa Chica Conservancy. They are down in Huntington Beach and they are a nonprofit organization that was established in 1990 to advocate education, public awareness, restoration, and preservation of the Bolsa Chica wetlands. We're going to hear a little bit about what a wetland is and why it's important to us, and also a little bit about why a company like Simple Green would want to get involved to help bring some awareness to the community. Well, so welcome, Grace Adams and Jeff Heider. I'm excited to hear what's going on down there at the Bolsa Chica Conservancy. Well, thank you for having us. We're really thrilled. Um, this We have a program that we have been developing for the last two decades. And um, certainly with our partnership with Simple Green and the Egg Bar Foundation, um, they are helping us bring it to life. Um, we are launching our Windows to our Wetlands, which is a traveling STEM-based education program. It's really an interactive learning mobile that helps students and the public learn about our coastal resources like the Bolsa Chica Wetlands. Okay, brilliant. Uh, now, I love the term egg bar. Can you tell me about that? <laughs> oh, sure, I'd love to. Uh, the Egg Bar Foundation uh, um, was founded over 26 years ago. Um, and it stands for everything is going to be all right. Um, Bruce, Sounds a little bit like a song was being sung. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I don't know when that. I'm not sure sure up. when that Bob Marley song came out. But <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, Bruce used to have a habit of putting his thumb up and and looking at his employees and saying, "Hey, it's all right. Everything's going to be all right." Um, so the Egg Bar Foundation uh, was established to, to educate children on environmental issues, envi- environmental awareness. And we've continued with that, uh, with that method uh, of support from its very initiation. Okay, so when did Egg Bar partner or Simple Green partner with the Bolsa Chica Conservancy? Well, for years, um, as we were looking for some place, either on Earth Day or Coastal Cleanup, for our employees to get involved in the community, we would reach out to Bolsa Chica and say, hey, can we help? Can, can our staff, can our people come down and, and help you and participate, either removing non-native plants or anything else you need down in the area? And, uh, and they always said, yes, we'd love to have you. Um, and we've supported them with product over the years, that being Simple Green. We've supported them um, virtually. And if they asked, we usually said yes. They are um, what we like to say a stone's throw from us. We're in Huntington Beach, California, and they're just at that Bolsa Chica Inlet on the corner of Warner and PCH. So most of us um, drive past them every day to and from work, 
And it's just a natural, uh, I think, a really natural partnership. It, it, sound, it sounds like it, and that's, that's pretty wonderful when that happens. Let's, let's be really basic for a moment, if we could. Let's talk about what our wetlands are and why they're important, if we can do that, to start out our listeners. Absolutely. Um, well, the Bolsa Chica wetlands is one of the last few remaining wetlands in Southern California. Uh, in fact, it's probably the largest between largest saltwater marsh, if you will, between the Tijuana River estuary and Monterey Bay. Um, but much of what is known about wetlands is that it's a haven for birds. It's a mecca for birds. Indeed, it is. More than 200 species of the birds that flock to Orange County come to Bolsa Chica. But it's far more than that. It, there's such a profound connection between humans and and the wetlands themselves uh, because it's a coastal um, habitat uh, it is host to a lot of uh, planktonic life they're micro uh, organisms that um, you know you can't see them from the naked eye but um, they are um, they produce more than 50 percent of the oxygen that we breathe and if you like um, fish, more than 75% of commercially marketed fish are wetland dependent. On top of that, uh, because of the plants and, and the fact that the, the wetland itself is, is moist and wet throughout the year, uh, it is able to help prevent flooding. Uh, it also is able to help clean water. So there's so many functions of the wetlands that provide um, benefits not just for wildlife but to humans as well. So it's 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 pretty arguably a very important cause to take up, if you will. Absolutely. I think somewhere along the line, I made the connection. If you like breathing, you you should like wetlands. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, well, take me back to the problem. What what is what's the reason why we need to step in and protect so much? What's going on with our wetlands and why are they disappearing? Uh, well, um, human development and expansion. Uh, we've we need more homes and roads, and unfortunately, not much was known uh, years and years ago about wetlands. But um, uh, and so over time. Um, our, our wetlands have disappeared um, due to um, to development, really, um, and expansion of you know populations into various uh, different geographic areas. Um, but uh, what what remains of of wetlands in the entire United States and in California, uh, we have. Um, Various communities have done a good job at at preserving them, and here at at Bolsa Chica or in Huntington Beach, there's actually still a network of different wetlands, Bolsa Chica being one of them, that have been saved. So, can it be said that we we learned about this a little too late, and that we don't have enough wetlands, or what um, what can you say is the current state of affair of of wetlands? providing what we need them to do yeah I, I don't think that we've we need to that that it's uh, necessarily that we've lost all of the wetlands I mean we like I said we've re- retained and and saved a good number an acreage of wetlands 
and so what we have retained, people are working hard at at maintaining and sustaining them and keeping them healthy. Okay, good. Uh, what are some of the most important lessons that we've learned from wetlands? You touched on them a little bit, but what else can we dig a little deeper into that? Absolutely. It's very interesting because um, current day scientists are actually learning as well that uh, some the plants and the soil in wetlands can also capture carbon, uh, which then uh, impacts um, climate change. And so uh, there are continuing studies there in terms of how wetlands can uh, can help support uh, maintain the health of our environment uh, that way. Um, the other thing too is that um, you know at Bolsa Chica, for example, there's more than 50 species of fish that swim in and around there. You'd be surprised, uh, but we have you know shell different kinds of shellfish from crabs to lobsters, variety of different crustaceans. We have uh, sea basses and sand dabs and halibuts and a number of different um, other kinds of um, invertebrates that live and swim in around the wetlands. Okay, so is it like an estuary? Is it a safe haven for them to develop and create offspring? Bolsa Chica achieves certain estuarine conditions at certain times of the year, but really it's a saltwater marsh because to become an estuary, you have to connect with a a freshwater source. I see. Um, But what it does provide um, to the community today is it's such fertile ground for scientific exploration, for um, recreation as well. Uh, and it's right smack in the middle of an urban community. And so it's very unique by that very f- factor alone. Okay, so how long has the Conservancy been in place? We have been around since 1990. Our main um, thrust is to raise public awareness about the importance of wetland habitats like Bolsa Chica, and we remain true to that mission, and which is to provide services that connect um, generations through innovative programs like the Windows to Our Wetlands. Okay, good. That's the program that you're launching this week. And so Indeed. that's why it's very exciting to have you here today. So through this partnership with uh, Simple Green and uh, a couple other sponsors you can share with us too later, uh, let's talk about the WOW program. Uh, Indeed. So the WOW program, um, as I mentioned earlier, is a traveling science-based education uh, program. It's a learning center where students and the public, people of all ages, can learn about our coastal resources. There, um, they'll be exposed to watershed ecology. They'll learn about nutrient-rich ecosystems like the wetlands and they'll also learn about the diversity of of habitats that make the wetlands itself um so we're really thrilled and excited about that okay cool so jump in here jeff let's talk about why the uh partnership was important and so you you took one of your simple green vehicles one from your fleet and what did you do with it you transformed it yeah let's let's step back back a little bit and um and really talk about why we chose bolsa chica 
Um, so the foundation's been around for 26 years, and we have events throughout the year, and we, we raise money. And as a 501c3, um, it's in your best interest to decide uh, a good place to put that money, somebody that's going to really make a difference. Um, so we have, um, we have donated to various organizations throughout the years um, looking for a good partner who's going to take that very valuable dollar, and every dollar is valuable to a nonprofit organization, take that valuable dollar and, and do something good with it. Um, so we ended our event last year, year before last now, and um, we started brainstorming in our office, hey, who are we going to support? Um, we had known about our previous relationship with BOSA, and so, you know, I called Grace, and I said, Grace, let's, let's talk a little bit about what, what else we can do down there. Um, we did some little things kind of leading up to this, and uh, Grace and her staff put together a proposal for, wow. And almost to the point where well, here's something we've wanted to do for years, we've just never been able to find the funding for it. So uh, we collectively, our board, said, well, this is definitely the right thing to do. And uh, we began this project, so to speak, of trying to put this vehicle on the road and bring this message to those that can't get to that center. Um, and so it's, um, it's, it's coming, obviously, this Friday. We're very, very excited about it to be unveiled. Uh, I believe it's going to be at a school on Thursday. Um, for its um, for its maiden voyage, so it's to speak. Its maiden voyage, um, wow. And uh, we think it's going to have a dramatic effect. And again, those who don't have the opportunity to get down to the ocean, uh, Grace and I were talking today, and I believe the school that's visiting Thursday, over 80%, I think, of the children have never been to the ocean. Well, that's surprising because I think you said it was a school in Orange, too, that they have not been down to the beach. So, right. And, you know, that's an everyday occurrence for so many of us that make it a part of our lives. Mm -hmm. So it's easy for us to see the importance of protecting those natural habitats. But for those that are upriver, shall we say, maybe they don't have the connection that they they maybe would like to have to um, the outcome of what we do upriver, right? And, and you'll be surprised because even within a 10-mile radius of Bolsa Chica, there are kids that can't come to the, can't come to the beach, the wetland, let alone the wetlands. Um, some of them uh, belong to latchkey families. Mom or dad have two jobs, and they don't really have the ability to, you know, transport themselves to, to the ocean. So... Um, We've served more than half a million people, um, students, visitors, and volunteers over the years, over the 26-year history of the Bolsa Chica Conservancy, and that's merely scratching the surface of who we can reach. I mean, I think in within a 60-mile radius, there's about 3 million school-aged children that we can touch. And just imagine, with a vehicle like WOW, we can come to them and bring the wetlands to them. And it fits so neatly into that STEM um, component of education that we're seeing a push for science, technology, engineering, and math. Absolutely, because, you know, there's so much that you can learn from the wetlands. You learn about life sciences. You learn about physical sciences, water chemistry, geoscience. It's so rich. Um, it's such a rich and diverse uh, area where you can explore those many facets in science. So exciting. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the vehicle and what it plans and intends to do. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> the vehicle itself uh, will have a um, built-in touch tank and aquarium. 
um, it will um, showcase different um, marine life at the wetlands and or nearby habitats. Um, so when they step inside the vehicle, it would be like going into a different world. Um, so we've got, you know, dramatic images of of animals that they'll see. We'll even have a sky above uh, on the ceiling. So they're like really um, transported into a different world. However, um, we will have different stations um, just outside of the vehicle that then explore the many other facets relating to the wetlands like watersheds. Um, how does the water travel from the mountains to the sea? How does it impact those that where the water runs through and what it does to habitats like Bolsa Chica? We explore those and we'll have a section to where children and the public will learn about the the diversity of life that is and can be found at Bolsa Chica. We'll even probably have a um, a chance to touch a snake if they've never touched a snake. Oh, very cool. Well, I'm looking at a beautiful picture of the outside of the wetland, which has, uh, or the outside of the WOW vehicle, and it has beautiful, um, like you said, transporting pictures that take you right into the wetland. But when you walk into the vehicle, you get even deeper and closer to the water, which is a beautiful, beautiful image for people that have never been. Um, I'm curious, how how do you think, um, what is the most impactful for kids in this environment that have never been? Are they, are they going to touch things, like you said, the snake? They're going to touch and see things they've never heard of? And touch marine animals that they may not have seen or heard of ever. And so, um, you know, we have uh, different kinds of immersive um, exhibits and activities that really stimulate the different senses of um, touch, feel, um, probably even smell. Ooh, very um, cool. <laughs> because wetlands by themselves are pretty smelly. <laughs> yeah. uh, we won't call them malodorous, but we'll just call them, you know, high, high <laughs> on the uh, <laughs> olfactory uh, senses. One of the interesting things about the fact that the van itself is called, you know, wow, is we're trying to create that wow moment, you know, Every wow moment is not your first trip to Disneyland and your jaw drops, you know, as you see that first parade come by. When you take a child who has never touched a starfish and then they turn the starfish over and they see the underside of that starfish moving and they would have never seen it before and they've just now seen it because you finally brought it to them, it really does create that wow moment that you're looking for. Um, it depends on their age, but you can't get their jaw drop just based on some of the things that they're encountering, um, for, again, for their first time in their life. Um, a lot of us maybe take that for granted, maybe because of where we were raised mm -hmm. and how we were educated. And, and you know, uh, your peers or your, you know, your parents were taking you down into those environments. We're going to take this environment to them which again, uh, if you've never seen it before, you, these instructors that are driving this van who then get to interact with these children, they're going to get to see it day after day after day. They're going to create that wow moment. I love it. I love it. So, well, let's talk a little bit about wh who you intend to reach during this initial period. Are you just staying local in Orange County, or what is the goal? You wait for schools to call you? How does this work? As soon as we launched a program, we have um, pretty much an aggressive um, outreach um, 
strategy to reach schools from to as far as um, uh, you know um, as far as possible in terms of who we who we can reach. Um, we've served kids from Bishop California as an example. Uh, in fact, more than fifty percent of the children that we've served at Bolsa Chica are from Los Angeles County. So we will reach out and, in fact, have already reached out to teachers in schools um, throughout the five-county area from Orange, Los Angeles, Ventura, Riverside, and even San, uh, uh, San Bernardino and Ventura. Yeah, I mentioned Ventura already. Okay. And so uh, the, the, how, how many days a week is the uh, WOW vehicle going to be on the road? Well, hopefully we'll be so busy that we'll, we'll um, be at least out on the road five, five days out of the week. Oh, very good, very we, good. We need to have the animals rest as well. Yeah, I guess that's true. D- is there an age that the program targets, a grade level standard that you're wanting to reach out to? Um, we will start off with um, kindergarten to fourth grade, but there's no limit as to who we can touch and reach. Because believe it or not, what we've seen at the wetlands at our interpretive center is that even adults and college students are so mesmerized and they get their wow moments when even looking at and learning how a starfish eats or how a ray eats. And so we want to touch everyone. Very nice, very nice. So if you're just tuning in, I am Kimberly Martin, and I'm your host of Real People OC. I air each and every Thursday from 4 to 5, and I'm lucky enough to have in the studio with me today members representing the Bolsa Chica Conservancy, and that's um, Jeff Hyder, and he is with the sponsor program at Simple Green. Uh, he is the COO of Simple Green, and I also have Grace Adams. She is the executive director of the Bolsa Chica Conservancy. I'm hearing all about the wetland science program that they have over there. It is a new traveling van bringing uh, the wetlands conservancy to a place near you, we hope. And um, they are launching that program this Friday, April 22nd. And it's going to be at a school on Thursday in Orange. But, um, you know, I'm curious, Jeff, maybe you can answer this. How important is it, you know, you talked about uh, your, your corporation getting together and just wanting to maybe do that volunteer day. How important is it that it has grown into something like this for you and for your company? You know, over the years, we've supported numerous uh, entities, numerous events. Um, Some of them you click with right away. Some of them you don't. Um, It's very important, I think, in in all of us. I mean, uh, somebody goes out of their way to make something happen for you. I think, in turn, you should do your absolute best in reciprocating that. Um, that's what that's what we like about Grace and her her staff. Um, I I for, I don't get um, from speaking with Grace and participating with them. I don't get that they ever relax in wanting to bring this message um, to um, the school age children that have never seen it before. They just, they just don't see a relax mode in them. That's super exciting. Um, uh, Grace has attended our events and she sees how hard my my staff and my company works raising these dollars. So she, we like to see in turn how hard they're working to bring this message um, again to these school age children. So for us, 
Um, it's in our culture. It's been in our culture. I mean, I've worked at the company for 25 years, not not two, not four, not six. This isn't a new initiative. This is an initiative we've had ever since day one. We've, we've done newspapers and education. We've supported the Pentagon You in educational uh, issues. We've done things over the years that sometimes they hit and sometimes they miss. And again, it takes good leadership. It takes a good staff um, of those charitable organizations like Grace's that really can make a difference. Um, I think that my staff, who will all be in attendance, my entire company will be in attendance on Friday, and I think they'll all be very excited to see what, um, what we've done with our collective hard work and, and with, obviously, Grace's staff all participating together. So uh, they've, they've expressed, you know, if your staff wants to jump on a bus and spend a day with us and, and go out to these schools um, and immerse themselves in what we're accomplishing, they're all for it. So they're, they're very inclusive. And that's not necessarily the case um, when it comes to charitable organizations. Sometimes they just want you to write the check. That doesn't mean they want you to be included. But Grace and, and her staff have just been great from from that perspective of including whoever is supporting them. So it's just a really good fit. So that's probably one of the things that's important in giving back is creating that um, that exchange, that rich exchange that comes from doing something meaningful with, you said, your dollars and having it be well-received. Um, it's interesting because corporate giving is such a big thing, and oftentimes I don't really think the, the corporate giving gets enough attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny. People don't like to men- mention sponsors and stuff like that, and I think, you know, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't really work if we don't, so... You know, why not be supportive of that fact? But um, I I think you've touched on something that's pretty critical, is, and that is, is that you've created a really meaningful exchange for your staff because they can take a new level to the hard work that they're doing because they can now see not just the fruits of the labor for their own families and for their company, but also on this much wider level for their community. And um, that's pretty rich, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's 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 probably the biggest benefit. I mean, you have to. I think you have to. If if you're going to make the statement, I think you have to live it. So, as a company, for as an example, we source city, county, state, country. We don't source out of country, in country, city, state, and work backwards. So, it, just like our our charitable efforts, we want to see the fruits of our labor. We want people to be able to participate in it. I'm always shocked when one of my employees goes down there and spends four hours picking pickle weed out of a sand marsh or, you know, whatever they've been assigned that day. Um, and then just getting up, dusting themselves off and either coming back to work or finishing their Saturday or whatever they've got going on. It means you've kind of hooked them um, and you've hooked them in the right manner to where they don't feel like it's work. They feel like they're truly volunteering um, their efforts on behalf of somebody else, right. not for themselves. Right. It's kind of like a full circle volunteering experience and being a part of that um, you know, closing the gap of where things, where you need to fill in and being a part of that solution. You, you bring another point of volunteerism. So maybe, Grace, you can tell me some of the ways that our community can volunteer with the Conservancy and what is really needed down there uh, for the community if they wanted to step in and help themselves as individuals. Absolutely. And we have many, many, many opportunities. <coughs> but as uh, one... Um, mentor that I have has said the the way we've we've worked um, at our volunteer programs is we find ways to engage people um, in in different types of 
work or jobs at the wetlands that speak to their soul. So if somebody loves to teach children, we get them to teach children. But if somebody just simply wants to pick trash or be out and be dirty and be engaged in a way that keeps them outdoors, then we keep them outdoors. So we have opportunities for folks to volunteer on our second or last Saturday cleanup days or service days where you can remove invasive species of plants, uh, pick up trash, um, or you can be far more engaged by helping us run our guided tours, run our labs, come and learn more about WOW and be one of our naturalists to be teaching kids out uh, at schools or we have tabling activities where our volunteers can also support us. So as an example, we had our Earth Day Festival on Saturday, but we also were at Cabrillo Aquarium where we were also represented uh, by two volunteers. So there's so many different opportunities Then they can also help us with fundraising. Ah, very good. <laughs> yeah, so important, that aspect of it as well. So you have an expert talk series that you provide to people. Uh, really quickly, let's get the details on the second and last Saturday for people to show up. Where do they go? They come to 3842 Warner Avenue, and uh, it's from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Uh, if they want to um, schedule a private um service day they can also call us and it doesn't have to be limited to those two days the number they call is 714-846-1114 okay and again i misspoke it's the second sunday a second sunday and the last, last saturday. saturday second sunday and the last saturday of each month so um, okay well that's certainly a great way to pick up pack up the kids and go enjoy the the ocean in a really special and then, way and outside of volunteering if you have little kids you can also come to the center every saturday at 12 noon and learn about the animals and they can observe how they eat because that's when we do the animal feeding days oh very cool they get fed once a week more that's than it. once a week but that's <laughs> when we go and talk to the public let and the public do yeah. a show and tell all right, very good. Well, is there anything else you want to tell me about the Conservancy before we draw down on our time? Well, we want everybody to get involved. Come visit us. Our interpretive center is open um, seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, and everyone is welcome. Uh, it has information uh, pretty much about everything Bolsa Chica. There's free maps and uh, trail guides and we certainly would love to uh, lead everybody on a guided tour of Bolsa Chica. Very good. And, and any final words for you, Jeff, that you can share with us? Well, I can't thank you enough for having us in here today. Uh, Grace, um, Grace and again, her staff, they really need to be applauded. Um, this isn't uh, some big dollar foundation that uh, that they're sitting around operating under an endowment. They're they're actually uh, fighting the good fight every single day. And, um, you know, we're we're in a period of everyone's life where I think that people really need to realize you got to pay back the system every once in a while. And I think they're doing a great job um, communicating uh, issues regarding the wetlands, but also developing uh, young minds uh, to enter into um, the sciences, as an example. If you don't get exposed to it, you'll never know anything about it, and you're not going to pick that, you know, that, that method of education for you in the future. So this is all just great stuff. It's just a, it's really encouraging to see what's going on down there. 
Well, definitely. And I appreciate all the uh, mentions of the science that we all need to dig a little deeper to learn why the wetlands existed and why they're so important to us. Uh, I'm certainly going to dig a little deeper, and um, and that makes that makes me happy to uh, to be enriched in this way uh, today on the air. So, and we'd love it if you can come visit us. And to Jeff's point, really, and that's really the the nexus of what we do, right? Which is to engage youth so that that they can they can become better participants in society and they can make good decisions about the environment in which they live. And so if they don't understand the science behind these coastal resources, they won't be able to advocate on behalf of the resource at and sometime in the future when they're at this table talking about things like the wetlands. Right. And what are we going to do? The environment's going to pot. Well, (laughs) knowledge is power. And so that's what we're actually really providing our children. It's the knowledge to become better members of society. Well, I thank you for your efforts. The tagline for my show are, these are people serving their community in a meaningful capacity. And I would have to say I feel the same way about both of you. So thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you very much.